Welcome and thank you for tuning into Crossroads Church Aspen and our teaching ministry. We are thrilled that you desire to learn more about God and His Word. We also want to encourage you not to make this a substitute for belonging to a local church in your area. We were made for community and to be relationally connected to each other in the body of Christ. Remember, isolation kills, but community builds. We hope this message blesses you and draws you deeper into the community of Christ Church. All right, good morning, everyone. Hope everybody has their Bibles, journals, maybe um, all ready to dive into the Word of God this morning. This is Brian Matthew. Um, hey, how's it going? Brian uh, heads up all of our parenting and our children and technology and um, just want to give a big thank you to Brian. Also, we have Chris Henderson, our youth pastor in the booth back here, and also Levi. And they um, just want to say a big thanks. Lots of work gone in this week to get kind of everything set to make the big transition to kind of go completely online church. So uh, thanks, guys, and everyone else, maybe the rest of staff and uh, lots of our other leaders as well involved in all of that. So... Uh, before we dive in here, um, maybe mentioned the phone number, uh, or maybe she didn't, but it's up on the screen. If um, it's uh, 970-717-008-008, Eight seven nine seven zero seven one seven zero zero eight seven. There we go. Yes. And uh, we just encourage you to uh, interact with us. Send in any questions you have as we get into the study. Here this morning, we'll be in Jonah chapter 1 and 2 again. Um, and also any comments you have, any encouragement for the body, and any prayer requests uh, along the way. And we'll just kind of bring those to the body as they come in. Uh, Brian, anything, any prayer requests or anything we could start with this morning before we get into the Word? Yep, we had uh, one come in at the end of our 8.30 uh, broadcast. And so we just wanted to make sure that we're lifting them up. And they were just asking uh, for prayer for specifically for uh, singles in this time uh, to be able to find community to make sure that they're not isolating and that, that is uh, going to lift them up that is fantastic i tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to call on mr jeff we have our ministry team joining us here also by the way let me just say jeff come on i want you to pray for that if you wouldn't mind um but uh we uh the offices are open obviously our phone lines and emails open but we're here to pray we're here to get with you uh, our ministry teams agree that they will we will come to you if uh, you need prayer somewhere uh, as well, or just pray on the phone, whatever whatever you'd like. But uh, Jeff, will you just pray for that? I think it's a huge, that's a great request that, you know, maybe some folks who are in town who are single, they don't have a family they can gather with right now, maybe they're watching alone, you know, um, and just in these isolated times, we're going to be talking this morning about isolation and the love of God. So um, yeah, just lift them up. It'd be great. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you uh, just for how good you are, Lord. And Thank you that you're in control, Lord, yes. and that you sit on the throne. And um, God, we lift up everything that's going on right now, God, to you. We put it in your hands, Lord, and lift up singles, God, in this community. Um, God, we know that you have a good plan for them, Lord. Uh, we know that everybody in this community, God, is here for a reason, Lord. And uh, God, I ask that you just uh, encourage everyone, God, to just plug in, Lord. We know that it's your will and your design for us to be um, in community with other people, Lord. And uh, God, give us, Lord, in the church um, eyes to see those who need who yeah. need to be reached out to, Lord. Yes. Um, and, and give us courage and strength, Lord, to step out, God, and to have the conversations that need to be had mm. and, uh, and to just draw people near, mm. um, yeah. God, to you, uh, ultimately, Lord, and, and into this community, Lord. Yeah. And uh, yeah, God, help us to just get our agendas out of the way, Lord, and mm. may our agenda be in tune with your agenda, God, for your kingdom, Lord, mm. spreading spreading the word, God, of, of Jesus, Lord, and what yes. he's done for us 
Um, help that to be top of our priority list, God, as we're out in the community, Lord. And, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, help us to encourage others, God, and be encouraged um, by community, Lord. And uh, help us to desire that, God, yes, to be in community with each other and to be vulnerable, God. Amen. Lift us up in Jesus' name. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Wonderful, man. Wonderful. And I just kind of wanted to uh, just reiterate on that phone number, the text line. Uh, I kind of jokingly call it the Dan Dangler hotline because, you know, you can hide behind your phone now and, and text your questions in your comments. And, uh, you know, he chooses to use that. So I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will actually put some productive comments in yeah. uh, in a mix with Dan Dingler's comments. Um, and it's anonymous unless you yep. put your name, unless you want your names exactly. on there. Yeah. And, and honestly, we found first service that uh, there's a lot of people connecting. We had people from California, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Florida. So thanks yeah. for joining, tuning in. Awesome. Yeah. Coast to coast. That's great. Well, wonderful. We are in the book of Jonah. We've been in this series for uh well, for several weeks now, um, and when we started this series, we were not in the coronavirus uh, world at all yet, and uh, it's just, Lord is, is good. We had no idea that we'd be hit with this tsunami, and obviously the series title is Trusting God, Learning to Trust Him. Um, so we're going to stay right here in Jonah, and actually this morning we come to the belly of the fish, which couldn't be any more applicable for us this morning to really wrestle with what was this all about, this idea of isolation uh, and the love of God. So um, that would be uh, the title that we're going to look at. Um, I want to look at both of these, these issues this morning. Um, I want to just say right out of the, uh, here in the beginning, too, that... We'll be going, obviously, as long as we have to, online church on Sundays. We'll be going live broadcast, the 8.30 service and this the 10.30 service. We'll keep that uh, going just because people are used to that, uh, that schedule. Also, starting tomorrow morning, you'll be getting an email, just a daily, we call it a daily faith build. It'll be a short four or five minute, just an encouragement in these times for all of us to, to dive into. And as I said, the offices will be open. Um, and we want to obviously engage, and let's really take this time to really pray about how we can serve one another, reach out, as Jeff prayed, and just really see how we can serve and uh, serve our neighbors, right, to reach out to uh, those, um, and to the elderly, if we can get groceries. Um, so text in any, um, I'll be sharing on the uh, Daily Faith Builder, already I've had some people give me just some ideas they're doing when they're at home with their family of, of just things that maybe you never had time to do before, but just creative, productive things things, discussions, and other things with the family and other friends as well. So if you have ideas like that, please shoot them our way. Email them to me, shoot them off, uh, text them to Brian, and we'll get those out uh, to everybody uh, else as well. So um, let's use this, take advantage of this time, right? Great. Um, Okay, isolation in the love of God. Let me uh, go here. First point, I'm just, I have several points this morning. Going to just put them up and... uh, uh, the, the one thing that I, I want us to really hone in on this morning and take with and think about during this time is, is this question. In the midst of isolation, where does our heart go? In the midst of isolation, where does our heart go? And we are either going towards the idea of that isolation being a womb. In other words, it's life-giving. It's moving us to God. It is, it's, it's moving us towards healthy life and things. Or that isolation is a tomb. It's going to move us towards death. It's going to move us towards uh, destructive things. And so isolation could be a womb or a tomb experience, especially during these times of social distancing. 
So it's interesting, right? Uh, you know, in the midst of all of our social media age over the last, you know, several years that social media came alive thinking it would help us connect. Actually, statistics show us that we're more connected, but we are less in community and less known. So actually, uh, we're more isolated. Even the, in the midst of uh, this social media thing, we our hearts, we're not known as much. There's actually more isolation. And now we have this new terminology, social distancing, which is even... Uh, taking things. As a matter of fact, we're probably we probably need a few more feet between us here, right, to be uh, technically um, <laughs> yep. under the rules. What is it, six feet or something? You know, apart. Um, and all those things, uh, you know, we need to take that serious, obviously, during this time, and, and help try to do our part, in, at least physically, what we need to do to hopefully get this thing burned out. But more importantly, right, we need to be people of prayer and trust the Lord to powerfully move and, and uh, cleanse and heal our, our land and our people uh, during this time. So uh, I, I think I just want to frame around as we move through Jonah, we look at Jonah and how Jonah, in his experience in the belly of the fish, uh, in this extreme isolation, is uh, God is, is wooing us. God is speaking. God is trying to get our attention in that to woo us right to him and waken our hearts back um, in fellowship with, with him. So, uh, Jonah, um, I'm going to be in chapter 1, start, the last verse of Jonah, uh, and through uh, chapter 2. Those of you who are just tuning in, um, Jonah is a little, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. You can uh, find it's kind of hard, it's stuck in kind of right after um, Obadiah, which is a very small book. You might miss that. And Amos, you find Daniel, and you move right, you'll find Jonah. But it's uh, probably the most famous of the 12 minor prophets in the Old Testament. Jonah was a, a, old, uh, a prophet to Israel, man of God. And he was commissioned by God to take uh, a message to the Ninevites. And that message was uh, one of a warning that if they don't repent and turn uh, from their evil ways to God, that they were going to get invaded, they were going to get destroyed. But uh, Jonah ran, it says, from the presence of God because, uh, as we're going to see, Jonah had this, this heart problem. His love, his understanding of the love of God didn't go past the boundaries of Israel. Is his idea of the love and the grace and the blessing of God was just, it was pretty myopic. It was just for his people, the Israelites. And, and, uh, and we see God wooing, we see God taking Jonah on this journey of trying to awaken him, right, to see the vast love uh, of God. Um, so Jonah runs from God, and we, in the first chapter, we see that he uh, fled, tried to flee from the presence of God, and go down and take a ship to Tarshish. In the midst of that, God threw a storm on the ship to get Jonah's attention. And uh, Jonah, the sailors tried to help him. They tried to row hard, but uh, finally it was realized that the storm was the result of Jonah. Uh, Jonah goes overboard. This cal the storm calms. And then this is where we pick up in verse 17 of chapter 1, if you'll follow along with me. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. And then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. 
Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remember the Lord. And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. So we're not sure here how long it took Jonah to start praying to God. He's been on this journey, this running from God and uh, being away from God. And uh, he, he goes and it says he's there three days and three nights. The Hebrew actually might lend itself towards, it took all three days and three nights before Jonah actually started crying out to the Lord. And, uh, and again, there's this dynamic of when we are isolated, when we come to a place of isolation, and uh, someone uh, commented the, the first service text in that that isolation doesn't need to be physical isolation. Um, often the deeper isolation is our spiritual, our emotional isolation from people. Uh, in Jonah's situation, the belly of the fish was the physical dark isolation, but uh, it just was a picture of his own soul isolation, his emotional, his heart isolation from, from God and, and running from God. And so at some point in this, this process of being uh, in this uh, bottomless pit as such, Jonah starts crying out to God. He starts seeking God and, and, uh, and asking um, God to hear him. As we're going to see as we journey through the book of Jonah is Jonah was in process. He didn't come to full repentance here. He didn't come to the full understanding of God's vast love, not just for him, but for all the people in the world. And uh, we'll see that this wrestle goes all the way to the end of the book, this tension with Jonah. And it's just a picture that we're all in process uh, with the love of God and with understanding God and understanding his, his love. But uh, back to our core question this morning, where does our heart go uh, in the midst of isolation? It is the most important question um, that we can ask and we can re really wrestle with is really understanding our heart. The Proverbs uh, tell us that uh, we're to watch over our heart for it is the wellspring of life. Um, and boy, uh, it's in these kind of times where we try to, we're either tempted and we all are in one way or another to numb our hearts and to not pay attention to God. But we see all through history that God sends storms, that God's involved in the, all the issues of history because he desires to woo us to himself. He, his overarching thing for us is not that we'd necessarily be comfortable. He wants to bless us we're his children, but more than anything for that to happen in a healthy way is he needs our hearts. He wants us to be in fellowship with him. And for all of us, oftentimes for that growth, for that awakening to take place is, is we need, we need that, that belly of the fish experience. We need that isolation where we are forced to really make a, a faith decision, a crisis of faith as such, right, to, to choose him or to cry out for help for God's power and God's people to step in and, uh, and help us to get out of that uh, out of that place, right, uh, out of the tomb as such into the womb where life we start experiencing the wonderful transforming um, power of God. I want to focus now on, um, on this verse 8 of uh, Jonah chapter 2. And it reads, Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Now, um, real quickly here, the Hebrew word for this, uh, for w w this that talks about steadfast love is this word hesed, or if I was really Hebrew, I'd say hesed. I think oh, that's pretty good, actually. Um, 
It's a powerful word. It's, it's one of the most beautiful words in all of Scripture. It charts through the Old Testament, obviously, the, uh, in, in speaking of, of God. Part of who he is is this steadfast love. Even in the midst of all of our running from Adam and Eve on, every one of us prone to wander, wander is that God is patient with us. And his love is steadfast. That word chesed speaks of his covenant love for us. His commitment to redeem us and to send a Savior at the right time right, to, uh, to make a way that we can be back in fellowship with him after all of our running. And so that word hesed moves into the New Testament, and the New Testament was written in Greek, uh, and this word is, in the New Testament, it, it comes in many different forms, but primarily it's lived out in the person Jesus, and Jesus' love, showing us the love of the Father and his work of connecting us, right, to, uh, to the Father, and his great work uh, in saving us, right, through the gospel message. So, you know, uh, Daniel, or, or not Daniel, Jonah, um, we're going to get to Daniel actually next year actually, um, but Jonah is in the belly of the fish and he, he makes this statement, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Now, just real quickly where Jonah's heart is in this is Jonah is, is speaking about the Ninevites here. He's speaking a truth of scripture, but it's also revealing he's still in a very judgmental state. In other words, he, he's speaking about the Ninevites who, who, who were uh, idolaters, right? They all kinds of gods and everything. Um, and it was the Israelites who were the monotheists who did not worship um, uh, gods, were, were called not to make any graven image, right? One of the Ten Commandments. Um, which is a true statement, but this reveals that Jonah still did not have capacity in his own heart to understand the vast love of God. Is that it was still in Jonah's mind, it was a judgment upon the very people that God told him to go and bring his love to. Um, this great and glorious steadfast love um, of God's. So, um, if we'll just move a little further, if you have your Bibles... Uh, later on in chapter 4, after Jonah does go and, and give the message, and the most amazing thing happens is that from the king on down, the people of Nineveh, this huge city, all repented uh, before God, and they turned to him, and uh, because of that humility, that God saved them. And we see all through scripture the power of humility uh, and I might just stop it and just say, I, I just throw this out for us as God's people to pay attention to this and to pray for this. We need to pray. The scripture commands us to pray for all of our leaders. But what we see all throughout history is, especially biblical history, is, man, where, where there is pride, where there is not humility, um, God is opposed to the prideful. Um, and, and things, God sends forth storms. He sends forth all kinds of things in history too. What? We can't know him. We can't turn our hearts right from that tomb to the womb without humility, without a need for God. Uh, and, and this is uh, exactly what we see happen in Nineveh, which is an amazing miracle, amazing, beautiful uh, uh, revival that happened there. I think of Second Chronicles, right, seven. I think it's fourteen. Uh, what it promises: If my people will humble themselves and pray, God promises He'll heal their land. And we see Nineveh being right here one amazing example of extreme pagans who are worshiping all kinds of gods. They humbled themselves from the top down, and God blessed the land. Jonah did not have the capacity for that, and he states in chapter four, "O oh Lord." Is not this what I said when I yet was in my own country? 
um, that, that is why I made haste to flee Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God, a merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and that you relent, you turn from disaster. Your desire is not disaster, your desire is that people would relent so you can shower them with your grace and mercy. And what Jonah is saying is he knew God was a loving God, but Jonah himself, his heart was not uh, open to the vast love that God would show that love, even to his enemies, the arch, his arch, and obviously the Ninevites were the arch enemies of uh, of Israel. And can I just of course really jump quick? in here because uh, we had uh, <clears throat> two people um, almost simultaneously text in some prayer requests that I think were uh, pretty profound. And uh, I thank you for uh, your vulnerability and your honesty um, and your humility to, to reach out. And, uh, it, it was just encouraging, honestly, to see people who uh, want prayer, even you know, as we're broadcasting this live yeah. across the world. Um, you know, one who uh, actually has the coronavirus and one who is struggling in their marriage um, being separated. And so, um, you know, just that faith and trust that you're kind of talking about where Jonah kind of lacked uh, to trust that God's mercies are good. Um, these people are, are kind of chiming in right now. Yes. And so I just wanted to kind of pause and, and thank you guys for being honest and vulnerable. Yes, thanks and, for sending that and, in. Uh, we definitely lift those up after. Yeah. That's all right with you. Uh, absolutely. We'll, uh, we're, um, when we're done in the Word, we're going to take some time to pray for the sick. So thank you for um, sending that in. Are those local people that you, do you know of? Or is uh, that, you don't know where they're from? Yeah, so, I don't know where okay. they're from. Okay, well, we're going to pray for you. Please keep sending those in. We'll have a, have a time here in just a second um, right, to pray into that. Absolutely. So uh, in the midst of our isolation, our isolation, in the midst of our sickness... Uh, I think the biggest question we have to wrestle with is, again, where does our heart go? And, and do, I, do I lean into the vast love of God? Because one of the greatest temptations we have in a storm is to start doubting the love of God. Um, and doubting He's good. Doubting He hears me. Doubting that right He's there. And so I want to just take us a little journey here into uh, what is the love of God. And it hopefully expand our hearts this morning with what that is uh, and, uh, and talk about that. I want to take us to Ephesians. Uh, chapter 6, verses 23 and 24. It's the very last verse in the book of Ephesians. And Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, and he writes this. And I think this is such a, this conclusion to his letter is, I think, so important for us to, uh, to hear and heed, even right now in these times. He says this, Peace be to you, brothers and sisters, in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. We're going to talk about what is this love of, with faith and what is love incorruptible. But I just want to point you there. We'll go there in just a minute. But all the way to the end of the Bible is Revelation chapter 2, 4, when Jesus gives his very personal letter, message to each of the seven churches, which are letters to all of his church throughout history. And the letter he gives to the church in Ephesus, actually. And part of that is his wake up to them he says you have done well in a lot of areas but you have lost your first love and isn't it interesting that Paul's the one who planted the church in Ephesus and he ends it with watch out may your love watch over your love make sure that your love is with faith and that your love is incorruptible and we see in the very end that this was an issue in the church they did everything right their theology was right they were doing the right things 
but they were losing. They were tempted to lose their first love. And, and boy, in the midst of trial, in the midst of storms, right? We, that's uh, one of the greatest temptations that we, we have. So we need to understand what the love of God is. So I want to break that down for us. you have something before we do that? Okay. Let me just hit this um, real quick. Oh, you got it up there. Love with faith is love that is not led by feelings. So when Paul says to the church, peace, brothers and sisters, be with you. Love with faith that comes from God our Father and our Lord Jesus is what is this love with, uh, with faith? <clears throat> um, we live in a time where, where love is, is something that is really misunderstood and we've watered it down. We have a thousand different definitions for it. And uh, the problem is we talk about love. We talk about God's love for people. We tell people that God loves you. The problem is today is, is, is people have an idea of God's love that, that, that has been communicated to them, even in some churches, that, is re, that every bit of things that are uncomfortable about God's love is removed from that. It's some mushy kind of very emotional feeling like thing that we can adapt right, however we want. And that's not at all how the scripture presents God's love. It's much more powerful and beautiful and big and mysterious than that. And this idea of love with faith that comes to us, the love of God, it, it transcends our feelings. And so we live in a therapeutic age. And boy, when storms hit, when isolation hits, the battle is that our feelings will take over. And when our feelings take over, is boy, that moves us to the tomb very quickly. As we all know, right? We all struggle with this because when our feelings take over, what well, we're susceptible to the lies of the enemy that come in and, and lie to us about God, lie to us about ourselves, uh, move us to more isolation, more loneliness uh, in the midst of these times. And, and so Paul's encouraging, come on church, it needs to be love, right? Lay hold of that love that transcends feelings. It's love with faith, right? And that moves towards letting our faith lead out and let our feelings be submitted to our faith, learning to take my feelings and, and saying, Lord, is that right? And, and, and take hold of my heart right in this. It's absolutely critical. And folks, we all know that uh, in these times, especially, we're moving into off season, but we know that in our country today that more and more people are struggling emotionally. More and more people are, are, are struggling with their feelings and their emotions. More and more people are needing encouragement and help in these areas. Uh, let's as a church, as God's people, be that salt and that light who step into people's life with great encouragement to really check up on people. How are they doing? Uh, just the last couple of days, uh, I've been uh, talking to several people just that need encouragement because their feelings are overwhelming them in the midst of being as such in the, in the belly of the fish. So that's this first aspect of love that we have to understand that it's, it, it's the love of God that, that God pours out in our hearts that flows from God and from Jesus is, is, a, is a love that's with faith. It's a love that, that feelings, right, submit to faith first, to God's word first in this process. And that takes maturity and that takes learning to bring the word of God into people's lives, right, and, and with a healthy discussion. The second part of this is, um, is love incorruptible. And love incorruptible, and Paul says, boy, may grace be with you all and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Uh, love incorruptible is love that is defined by growing in understanding and experiencing God's love as it is revealed within Scripture. Um, 
what I mean by that is, is again, kind of tied to the, the, the point we just said, uh, is that, boy, there's a battle over defining what God's love is. And we live in a culture that even in the church, we try to remove, right, from the discussion and from who God is, anything that's uncomfortable. And we think that love just is just this thing that we can, you know, again, create. And, and unfortunately, culture has, is defining it more than Bible and more than the truth. So what I want to do is give you five things this morning. And uh, these are just five clear ways, if we'll go to that next slide, um, there they are. Uh, these aren't all of the ways that God's love is communicated in Scripture, but these are, are some of the five primary ways. Now here's what's real important with these. And uh, as I say this, I'm sure maybe in your own tradition, and your own thinking of God, maybe, maybe you'll, you'll get a, a check on this. Because what's easy is if I just focus on defining God's love one of these ways, then what I do is I limit God's love and I actually come up with a theology that is going to be off base. Whole denominations right, throughout Christian history have focused on one of these elements to the expense of the others of God's love and therefore have led people to a theology that's out of balance, sometimes even heretical or way out of balance. Right? And so let me just share the gospel here uh, of Jesus as we walk through these, these five things here. The first one is God's love is shared first and foremost. It's his love that's shared in his very being between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's this inner Trinitarian love that God has for, for himself. It flows from God. The scripture, First John says, God is love. He's the very foundation of love. And uh, love flows, right, from the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it flows in creation out of them. So compared to every other religion in the world, every other God, only, only Jesus, only the Father, only the Holy Spirit, three in one, uh, actually live in love. Actually, love is a part of who, who they are themselves. And all of creation, he created all this because of the overflowing aspect of his love. And so when we think of love, we have to go back to how our God, actually who he is in his existence, uh, in his perfect community as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, that leads us to God's providential love over all creation. We see this all through um, the Bible, Old and New Testament, we see God's love. He created all of creation uh, to glorify him, but also for his children to, to enjoy. That he, we see passage, John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world, right? That he gave his only begotten son. And that world for world, there's cosmos. It's all the world is, is God desires to shine his love. And he's given his church the mission to, to be the salt light, take that love right around the world. And the third one is God's longing love for people to turn to him. So there's all through scripture again, we see this, this aspect of, of a jealous God. God says, I am jealous for you. I created you to be in intimacy with me. And all through the Old Testament is we see um, Israel defined as going after other lovers, pursuing other things, right? Going towards that tomb, right? And isolating themselves from God, running from God. And we see God continually trying to woo them back into love and we know probably all of us have a testimony in our own lives of God's patience his steadfastness in our lives of wooing us back into that fellowship we see that all um, in, in the uh, in the scripture his longing right for uh, for us to be in fellowship with him uh, the uh, parable of the prodigal son we see the father's arms open wide longing for his wayward son right to come back into his arms 
the fourth aspect we see in Scripture is God's special love towards his chosen ones, towards the elect. Um, we see all this. We see his choosing of Abraham, his choosing of different people throughout history. We see in Ephesians, he says of all, anyone who's saved is that God chose us before the foundation of the earth. A powerful piece of God knowing us and choosing us uh, is a part of this scheme. And then the final one is God's conditional love towards his children in discipline. We see in John 15, we see Jesus says that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Is that these go together. Is you can't say you love God if you don't obey his commandments. Uh, and this uh, is God's disciplining love of his children uh, that is conditional upon, there's an aspect of his love that is actually conditional based upon his children's uh, obedience, uh, not for their salvation, but for the experience and the outpouring of his favor in their life. Now, if we focus on just one of these, we'll fall into uh, an out-of-balance view of God's love. And so we have to be aware of these as we draw close to God and learn his word, right, to have our heart expanded. Jonah's problem was he had a very narrow view of the love of God. Didn't go past the boundaries of Israel, as I said. Uh, he, he, he didn't have a full understanding, or he was not willing to for one reason or another. Uh, and I think in times of isolation, this is really key for us to answer, is to understand, not by the weak ideas of, of God's love, but really press in to understand right, God's vast love for us. Uh, does that make sense? I hope uh, take that, and again, tie that back to this big question of, man, in the belly of the fish, in times like these, really raises the question of, where does my heart go? Where does it go? Does it lean towards numbing myself away from God, or am I pressing in, right, to embrace the, the love of God? Yeah, that kind of actually pretty much answered this one, but yeah. uh, they're talking about, um, you know, when you talk about the love of God, how does that apply in these next two weeks of isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it? Right. Um, and, you know, you think you just touched on that a bit. But, yeah. Um, you know, they're just yeah. looking how, how to connect and, and abide in God's love in those things. Boy, that's perfect. Great question. That leads me right into my last kind of thing, my, my, my strong admonition for us all uh, in these times. I just want to speak very boldly, if I can, on this issue. Some practical things on this, what this means. But, uh, again, hold on to this question. Where does my heart go in times of isolation? Um, and there's many places we want to not have it go. And this is where we need to really encourage ourselves in this. But I find it interesting that um, this, I, I don't know in my own lifetime, maybe in American history where, uh, except out of wartime maybe, that uh, in the last few days, right, one of the greatest, maybe we could say idols or distractions or pastimes, entertainment of people's sports is completely taken off the table. I'm a huge March fad Madness uh, fan and uh, there is no sports, live sports, uh, available to us right now in these times of isolation. So what are people going to watch? What are they going to do with that time uh, during, during this time? Uh, I think that's very interesting. Also, I think people are getting tired. They're getting tired of the, the ranting and the fear-mongering happening in the news feeds. They're going to be turning that off. What are they going to watch? What are they going to do with their time? Uh, I think, you know, watching over the stock market, boy, I, I think people, I've talked to people, it's time just to give up on that deal. It's, it's a bear market and, and uh, that's not bringing any peace, that's for sure. And looking at that, what are people going to do, right, with their, with their time? Uh, and, and, a, and a reality that we have to, to raise here is in these times, this is where the enemy gets busy. First Peter makes it very clear we have a real enemy of our souls, um, the devil. And he's an enemy who's prowling around, seeing who he can devour. And like anything, even in the animal kingdom, right, it's the same in the spiritual kingdom. If we're isolated, we are more vulnerable to attack, to temptation. 
And this is where the enemy right, comes in and temptations are on the rise during this time. This is why we really need to check on each other, pray for each other, watch our own hearts where they go during this time. So just a couple practical things, gang. Let's watch our bend watching on TV. Let's use some productive time to read, to think about others, to encourage our neighbors, to see what elderly we can help. Just ask God to show you how to, to uh, as a family, or, or to get connected, right, to, to others. Let's watch the time with the news itself. We need to be in, informed, yes, and we need to also make sure that we're praying, right, for our leaders and others. Uh, more time in that. And that just reminds me, as we do put out this faith builder thing, part of our, our key thing we're going to keep hammering on is less time in the news, right, in, in media, more time in the Word of God, more time in prayer. Uh, let's just try to make that move of encouragement, right, with each other. But, hey, let's watch the video games, kids. Come on, let's, let's stop binging the video games. Let's, do, let's get creative. Parents, rally around. Do something to use this time to, to really do something productive, right, together. And uh, let me just go a little deeper here, maybe answering more of this question. But uh, I plead with you all to be an encouragement. Be available with grace and power of God. Uh, do not sell out to drinking. Do not sell out to drugs during this time. This is where the enemy wants to take advantage of those who are in isolation. And do not sell out to pornography. Uh, we need to pray against that industry that is vile, that is putting people, keeping people in a tomb of darkness. In this time of isolation, especially all of those things are powerful temptations, right, that the enemy will use to put uh, people in bondage and continue even darker bondage, keep them in the tomb and away from right pursuing what God has for them. Let's flee all those outlets and let's uh, pursue encouraging one another. Uh, we need to uh, be involved in people's life, helping people, people pull out of those things. If we've been there, if we've gone to that darkness, let me just say bolding clearly, no place of darkness, no level of any of that uh, excludes you. Look at Jonah. Doesn't matter how deep, how bad the belly of the fish experience is is in our lives. God's grace, his steadfast love is there. It's available if we will cry out to him. He will send his people of love and mercy right into our lives. You got something? Yeah, and would, uh, so someone wanted to elaborate um, on the point five. It says conditional love. And yeah. they, they kind of didn't understand that. Would yep. a lot of those things that you're addressing, pornography, drinking, right. uh, whatever it is, right. would that fall? What would, how would that look in as a condition. Yeah, absolutely. Again, John 15, we could go to many places when we talk about conditional love is, is again, we're not talking about salvation. That's unconditional. That's a complete work of God, right? One of the other, right, the uh, aspects uh, that we read that, that the, the number four, the choosing aspect of God. But conditional aspect is that for God to love his children is that for to pour out that favor, to be friends with him, right? To be in fellowship, to experience the fruit of the spirit, I need to be obedient. I can't be feeding on, on porn or drinking or drug, you know, numbing myself or, or binge watching TV or news even and filling my mind and expect the spirit of God, right, to, to be on me. For me to expect that I'm going to experience the fruit of the spirit, it's not going to happen. Right, um, and uh, so there is this aspect of uh, God loves His children, and He's going to discipline them lovingly. This is why often the storms come. This is why the storm came to Jonah, and God took him down deep to to rattle his heart, to get him back right into uh, the loving arms of God. Uh, is that is that question? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such an important thing because in our culture, we talk about the unconditional love of God. And well, let me throw something else out there. I know maybe you've done these studies on the four different kinds, three different kinds of Greek words for love and, and agape is the greatest. Well, that, in the New Testament, that's not true. All four of the, all three of the main Greek words for love in the New Testament are used in relation to Jesus and other, uh, between Jesus and God even, uh, in those, those aspects. So it's a multifaceted aspect. God's love is beyond our bounds of mystery. It's huge. We can't box it in. Right? It's vast. It's steadfast. It's glorious. There is a conditional, there's an unconditional element, right, to that. Um, what we know is, is that he loves us so much that he sent his son after us. Even when we were all in the belly of running from God, and no manner of darkness, no manner of running is outside his arms of grace and his love, if we will turn, right, back to him. And he uses others he uses his church and his people to run after right to bring that good news of love and mercy to walk alongside people uh that that need that love that need that prayer and that encouragement anything else you got there sorry we have a few uh this one question um it's asking uh they're talking about god's love and they think of first john four um it just says at this time it is Time to show God's love through us um, by loving our brothers and sisters. How can we do this at this time? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, as I mentioned, let's, um, boy, it, it's such a critical time for that. Uh, I know Michelle, she reached out to all of our neighbors, most right around, at least on one side of our house that, uh, you know, aren't really engaged in church or anything and, and just reached out and uh, to say, hey, how, you know, how are you guys doing? Um, and how can we help you? Can we get groceries for you? We just reached out some elderly folks. Can we get you groceries or whatever it is? Those are two great things, you know, to do. Um, we have a neighbor, one of our neighbors, who is part of the church here. And uh, she said, look, one of her, her big things that every day she's going to look to, to radically encourage somebody, you know, around her. Whatever that looks like. Could be a, an email. Could be a phone call. Could be a, a, a FaceTime. Whatever it may be. Could be... Uh, so let's get creative with that. I think if we just ask God, Lord, show me now today, as a family even, who can we minister to? Show us, Lord. Uh, I think those things will, will come before us. But I'd say this to you watching. If you have any ideas for us, not just in our community, uh, well, specifically for our community because we're here, please shoot them into to us. Uh, please, um, like I said, I'm going to be sharing some ideas that, that some folks have already sent in as far as just some helpful ideas at home to do. I'll, I'll shoot those out in the... Uh, and the faith builder thing will go out tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, just to address this one one more thing, um, someone just uh, chimed in and said, I have been experiencing isolation before the current situation uh, and just kind of struggling with what seems to be a complete God block. And first of all, I just wanted to say you're not alone. Uh, yeah. And I know there's many others who, just like you are viewing online, and uh, unfortunately we do have to meet virtually uh, in this time. Uh, but I think that... It, creates opportunities for people to reach out um, to one another, to us. Um, so thank you for, first of all, reaching out, um, and second of all, your, your um, vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think in this time, it's kind of important, and if you are more, if you're willing, we would love to support and encourage, um, and I think you're going to be doing that with your daily faith yeah. builder videos yeah. uh, starting tomorrow. Right? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we could still get together, you know, if, if people are led, you know, in smaller group, very small, or at least one-on-one, um, you know, boy, the power of touch is still important, but we just need to obviously also just, you know, come in line with our community and what's best, right, for everybody along those lines. 
You know, I think of this new terminology, social distancing, and I would just say to anyone, isolation, we've all been isolated, even those, of, and I think we look at other people, and you know, even staff people or people who work at the church are involved in leadership and think, oh, they, you know, they're walking close with God, and that's just not true, is, is oftentimes, even in the midst of, of serving vocationally, or, or just like Jonah, right, in the midst of, of really uh, serving God, is, is there's a distancing that is felt, is that God, where are you? There's a seasons we all all go through where it's just like, wow, where are you? I don't feel close to you. And uh, we're going to share a song here at the end and, and just listen to the words of this song. Uh, I just love it. It makes me think of so many things. And he begins by saying that, you know, he, he's recounting of when God saved him when he was younger and God, and he heard vividly the voice of God. He felt the very presence of God. And then his life goes on. He, he's asking in this song to restore that love, to restore that, that vivid voice again. And and experience of his love and and this is this is part of the the spiritual journey is and we see it all through the scripture there's times where we are in the wilderness belly of the fish and we have to hold on to his love fight the temptation to run from God and realize he is there we hold on to his promises and this is the importance of not forsaking as Hebrews says to gather together um, whether it be online now uh, or ideally in person hopefully to encourage one another is God's love mainly comes through each other uh, as we're ves- we, we become vessels of, of that love. So, anything else? Not yet. Okay. Keep them coming in. I want to just uh, take a little time here towards the end. I, this video is a guy, Dante Bowie, and this song is t- called Take Me Back. And I want to show, we're going to show the video. So just ask you to say that we'll come back after that with some, we'll end in praying for the sick and some of the prayer requests that have come in and any other comments that you have. But uh, this is about six minutes. We're going to remain here live, but we're going to broadcast this song because uh, this song has just been really uh, a blessing. I've been listening over and over this song now for actually well before the, the this corona issue. Um, Boy, he says, when the storm is out on the ocean, when the violent wind starts blowing, take me back, take me back to my first love. Um, Let this song bless you. Let's worship the Lord. Um, Tune in. And towards the end of this song, just listen to this vamp. And he says, when it was all simple, loving was easy. When it was all simple, when it was all comfortable, loving was easy and trusting was easy. But when the storm hits, the trusting, that's the challenge. When the storm hits the loving, it's not, it's not as easy. So, so uh, tune in and we'll, uh, we'll be back to, uh, to pray here as we close out. Hope that, let this bless you right now. Gang, just enjoy this. This is so powerful. I remember when I was young And your voice shouting loud my name And since that moment I haven't heard it quite that way Well now that I'm older Could you say it again? I remember I was afraid and oh, the hand I felt lead the way. And for the first time in my life, I felt safe. Well, God, now that I'm older, would you leave me again? <laughs> 
remember when I was blind And then your love opened up my eyes And all the light that flooded my life One night that I'm Could you show me again? Or would you show me again? Cause when the sun sounds on the ocean In the violent wind There's the blowing Oh, take me back Back All the way back Oh, take me back To my first love Cause you are real to me I've known it from the start There's no space between the heavens and my heart.
I sure hope that blesses you wherever you're watching, wherever you're tuning in. Uh, I just, those words, it's just my faith rises in my in my heart when I hear that, that song. Because times aren't so simple, not so comfortable anymore. Trusting's harder, loving's harder. And, and that's the point, right? Is that God, he takes us into the storm, takes us into the belly of the fish, puts us in that isolation. What are we going to trust? Where's our heart going to go, right, in, in those times? Uh, where's our trust? Where's our love going to go? And he's there, he's wooing us, he's moving us towards him. And we need to just cry out, Lord, restore our first love. Restore. And I believe that's what God is doing in the church in America, especially during this time. Is restoring the church, our first love, that we might be that light, right, to those who desperately need it. So, man, I hope that was really encouraging yeah, to you. And we, uh, I know you said life's not so simple, but I actually had someone come in and comment saying that uh, their kids... Um, are playing the ukulele, the tambourine, and the recorder uh, during worship and just awesome. loving it at That's home, awesome. you know, and worshiping and not stopping them. And uh, for me, as you know, children family pastor, uh, kind of take joy in that and knowing that kids are, you know, Amen. they don't they don't know what's going on. They still yeah. worship and they know God. Uh, awesome. So that's super cool. Very cool. You know? like to hear that yeah uh, you know. <laughs> that's wonderful times take advantage of this yeah. time it's amazing right we need a little more uh, joy yeah. and laughter man you know? we need some laughter folks bring not not to you know to miss disregard the seriousness of things but boy there's that god has given us laughter as an encouragement as a blessing right for to laugh and enjoy each other for sure yeah. you know absolutely any uh, any prayer requests? I just let me just end this time, gang. I, if you'll, Chris, can you put up there the last passage, John eleven passage? I uh, boy, this is when after Jesus raised or about before he raises Lazarus from the dead, and he makes this says, "I'm the resurrection, I'm the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die." Uh, what a blessing, right? Uh, is he's the resurrection he's the one that's made our tomb a womb right well he's the one who's made our darkness he's the one who makes our isolation right he makes that life he makes it a womb um, abundant life is what he promises and i love it says whoever believes in me though he die yet he shall live is is though we have wandered though we all have created our own darkness and wander from god is is jesus dies to cover that right to forgive us and god's patient steadfast love to forgive us shower us with grace no matter how far we've run away from him is to bring new life to us and then he goes on those who live those who walk in the newness of life who start that journey and walk with jesus his promises will he'll never leave us that we'll never die we, he promises abundant eternal life so that's abundant life here and abundant life for all eternity jesus turns our tomb right into a womb to a life giving he turns our darkness he turns our isolation he turns these trials these storms right into life and to create in our heart his life and his joy so that's what we pray we hope that uh, that god will continue to you and use us as vessels of that uh, during this time yeah and uh we had someone kind of remind us today is National Day of Prayer. That's right. Uh, and how awesome it is that we can um, come together corporately, even over the internet, and, and yeah. be praying and lifting people up. And yeah. So we do have a 
prayer list for whenever you're done. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, sorry about that. I forgot about the first service too, but it is natural. Let's take advantage. Remember, less media, less news, more word of God, more prayer in, in our homes. Let's make that shift uh, during, this, during this season, especially this being National uh, Day of Prayer as well. So we have some prayers? Yes. What do we got? Uh, we have a, a lot, which is great. And thank you guys for all for uh, chiming in. Um, I actually got another uh, text, and they said it's okay to share because they want to be lifted up by name. And okay. um, the Columbus family believes that they there may be coronavirus in their family. And so just pray for immediate healing, pray for safety, uh, um, as well as the other family. Like, we don't want to forget that. Um, and, yeah. You know, so anyone who's affected, uh, whether you yeah. want to be called up by name or not, we are here lifting you yeah. up. Thank you for keep sending these in. We're going to just join us now. Wherever you're at, you're just join us in prayer. I'm going to ha- invite just different people uh, from our ministry team up to pray for these, these different things. So just join us in faith, in prayer, stretching out hands, calling upon God. Trinity, would you come and pray for this, brother, for the Columbuses and for anybody else? We know first service, we had other people who, who called in. I think somebody else earlier had called in, needed prayer because they knew they had it as well. But we also have people who are just sick with other things. But brother, just... Take us there, buddy. Father, we just, we love you today. God, we worship you. You are sovereign. You are true. You are holy. And Lord, you are the God who heals us. Yes, yes. And we put our trust in you today. We pray for the Glombos family, Lord, that you would stretch forth your hands. Yes. You would heal them, God. Lord, I pray that you would shut the door of the enemy in that family, Lord, as they're, they're battling sickness, bring healing, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We speak life. We speak truth. Yeah. We speak your holy word over them, God. Yes. I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their hearts for you, God. And as representatives of what you want to do in this city, Lord, I pray that you would do a sign and a wonder in their family, even now, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray for those in our community, God, that are struggling, Lord, and and are feeling sick and fearful. Lord, stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. We love you in Jesus' name. Thank you. And we had a few more, and uh, they're not coronavirus-related, and I think that's that's awesome. I think uh, we definitely don't want to overlook, uh, you know, people in this time. Um, So one individual uh, that's uh, just says that they're in isolation, like severe, severe. Um, And then another one who wants to pray for their marriage that uh, they fear is is failing, uh, separated last week. And um, so just if we can be lifting them two up as well. Well, let's take let's pray for both of those. Those are those are key because also in time of of stress, it stresses relationships, right? And and and, mm-hmm. and and pulls those. Lee, would you come and pray for the the one that's in uh, feeling isolation? You know, just uh, that first part for us. And Brian, would you come and just and, and pray for that marriages, relationships in this time, um, the strengthening of those. Father, I thank you for the. The arms you have around an entire creation, from universe end to universe end, that you can, you can 
reach down and cubby us in your great care so intimately. And you would take us in our isolation and let us know that in, in all of the world we are special. We are beloved to you uh, for health, for wholeness, for loving, and for healing as needed. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you've done double work with, with all the constitution of your trinity to allow us to know that and trust in it. Um, so that while we're on the nest of our solitude, that we would know we are being nurtured by your, your love um, throughout, in, through all our sinew, through all our soul. The, the gift of life of our soul is, is our faith in you, and that's your gift to us. And so we are not alone at all. Yes. Um, in that isolation, Father, we are, we're, we're an egg waiting to burst out into the life around us and share that love. And I, I pray the anticipation of that while isolation feels like a wound. Um, let us see beyond that by your great and glorious eyes. Yeah. In son's name, amen. 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 Thanks. Thanks, Lee. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray for marriages. Come on. Relationships. Boy, I just want to speak to this fear and, and for a minute that is... And panic that's wreaking havoc in relationships um, yeah. of all sorts, not just marriages, but all sorts of relationships and tensions within the workplace and marketplaces, the, the stock market, the, um, the, the hospitals, the schools, uh, just relationships abroad, community-wise, um, and, and nationally and globally. Um, man, we need to... Man, just just looking at this this video, just to seeing the joy on these guys' faces, just in, in the words that he said about yeah. all the chains will be broken and there will be freedom, yeah. um, and just the joy that comes in. So I want to pray and release that joy, of freedom, and peace mm -hmm. that that we saw on the faces of those people worshiping, and may that flood and come upon uh, the people of our nation, over the world right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want I just want to speak grace into um, spouses and into, into um, relationships and marriages, um, or even dating, whatever it might be, that there would be ex just an abundance of grace. Um, man, I just, I, even my wife and I, Becca, have even experienced this, just these moments of tension and just realizing that God's grace over that moment to say, look, there might be a little bit of tension here. I need to have grace. And, and as Paul said, your grace is more than sufficient in all things, Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you would pour out an abundance over marriages right now, Lord God, and um, Lord, that you would pour out patience um, upon relationships, Lord. I, I pray that you would pour out your peace, God, that it would transcend all understanding um, in, in what is going on right now. We don't need to know the details. Lord, there's so much fear and panic coming forth because people just don't know the answers, and we don't need to know, Lord. Right. We can trust in a knowing God. Lord, we can trust in knowing you. Lord, you know, you're sovereign, you know all things, God. You're over all things. And Lord, we trust in you, Lord. And I pray that you would pour out peace in this time, Lord. Pour out peace and patience over uh, relationships, Lord. That you would pour out grace um, in those relationships. Um, Lord, that um, even words that are said that are hurtful, Lord, that there would be, Lord, just a, an example of us repenting. Lord, to asking for forgiveness for, for our actions, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that... Lord, what an amazing thing, God, we see in our in our culture that people are putting themselves first so much today, uh, so much self-centeredness. Lord, you've called us to, to put others above ourselves. Yeah. Lord, so I pray that we would have that, that DNA um, injected into us, Lord, that we would put others 
um, Lord, above ourselves in this time, God, is think of others more, more highly than ourselves, Philippians 2, 3. And uh, Lord, I just pray that, that over, over marriages, um, over the spouses, over relationships, all over our, our, our society and our culture, in Jesus' yeah. name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. Anything, anything else there? Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you, hold, do you have something first, though? Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, I just wanted to uh, clarify that this number is going to be open all week long. And if you have any questions, any prayer requests, any comments, uh, please keep sending them in. We had one uh, that seems like a really good topic for a daily faith builder. So we probably won't address that this morning. Yep. Um, but it was a really good question. So um, anything you have, please keep it coming. Uh, yeah. We'll have that line open yeah. all, all week. It's fantastic. Yeah. Joy, come share what you shared the first time. This is great. I just think it's really important right now that um, for moms, moms, and um, we just had a mom here this morning that just happened to be here, and the fear that she had for her child, you know, during this time, and, and as moms, I'm a mom, and even my grown kids, the fear that's striking in them, Absolutely. and I was just praying and praying over that, and God gave me the scripture, um, 2 Corinthians uh, 416 I think it is therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet our inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and external weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but all things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. And I think, our, I think our moms of young children with this coronavirus and everything that's going on, they, um, it seems like more than eternity that it's going to go on and on and on. And I found these words from a pastor, John Piper, and I just wanted to read them really quickly. Um, so not only is our affliction momentarily and not only is all our affliction light in the comparison to eternity and the glory there, but all of it is totally, totally meaningful. Every second of it is meaningful. Every second of our pain from the fallen nature of man, every second of your misery and the path of your obedience is producing a particular glory. You will get because of that. And I was trying to, trying to talk to my daughters about what that means and what that obedience looks like. And I think it just looks like, you know, your daily, um, the way you live, your daily life and praying over your children um, and helping them understeer, understand that um, the love of God is what overcomes the fear that this stuff brings. So... It doesn't matter if it is this coronavirus or criticism, slander or sickness, it's not meaningless. It, of course, we, we can't see what it is doing, but don't look to what is seen. When, when we are overcome with the fear of the uncertainty, it is not meaningless. It's not. It's working an eternal weight of glory. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but take his truths and this is what I told my girls, it's so important. Take his truths yeah. and day by day, focus on them. 
I mean, preach themselves to you. Preach it in your heart. Awesome. If you, even if you don't know all the scriptures in, in the Bible, open it up. God will yeah. reveal himself to you. Preach it to yourself every morning, to your kids. Mm. Um, get alone with God and your kids and preach his word into your mind. And this is what I thought was great. Until your heart, until your heart sings with confidence that you are cared for awesome. and loved. And that he's going to be there with us through, through all of this stuff, you know. Amen. So. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, Becca. Do you mind if I close this out with something? Yeah, we're not prayer? quite ready to close, but are you, you want to use yeah. that or you just want to share that now? Well, this is something that Bryant and I, as parents, um, have been praying over our boys since they were born. Mm -hmm. Just something that the Lord gave us. And I guess my encouragement to everyone as a parent, a father, a mother, a grandparent, is just to declare the promises of the Lord over your Absolutely. family and over your children every day. Because so easily we can turn on the news, we can turn on our social media and be reminded of what's happening, the chaos of this world. But the truth is we do not serve a chaotic God. We serve a God who is a God of peace yeah. and order. And we carry that authority and we can declare that and remind our families of that. So first off, this is the champion prayer that we pray over our boys. Um, in Jesus name, I declare I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I will lend to many nations and never have to borrow. I am more than a conqueror. I am a ma mighty man of valor. No weapon formed against me will prosper. What I say has power because life and death are on my tongue, so I choose life. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I am anointed and redeemed. God has called me by name. I have a purpose and a destiny, and I was born for such a time as this. God covers me with his feathers. He will shelter me with his wings. I will not be afraid of the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day. God's faithful promises are my armor and protection. I am growing in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God and man. God has his angel armies assigned to fight for me. I am covered with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and the shoes of the sharing gospel. I think the most profound thing is that Purim was last week on the Jewish calendar, which reminds us of Esther and the Jews and how they celebrated their freedom. Yeah. We were born for such a time as this. God has equipped us for this season, for yeah, this very moment. You have a purpose and a destiny in this generation, and do not let the yeah. devil take that away from you. He comes to steal and kill and destroy, but God says Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. That's not life in isolation or depression or addiction. And so when the enemy comes to take that and to tell you those lies, just declare God's promises and truth over you, because this is our time, church. This is when we're to rise up in unity and to fight back against the yeah. darkness, not cower in shame and fear. Amen. So let's go. Amen. That's great. Thanks, Becca. And every one of those was a passage, a promise out of the scriptures that we can take. We're called to be people of faith. Take God's word, take his promises right and pray them, trusting God to bring them right alive in our lives. Anything else on your feed there for us? Before uh, we... Yeah, just more, more prayers. Okay. Prayers going out to everyone okay. uh, out of jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, Brian paid for that. Yeah. Let me, uh, Billy, let me, um, I, I want to, the one people we haven't prayed for is, is our, you, you kind of pray for a lot of folks, but we haven't prayed for our youth. Um, Chris, you're kind of busy back there. Dan, can I ask you to come up and, uh, man, just lift up our youth, our middle schoolers and our high schoolers during this time. And, um, and, I, and with that, I think we're going to be out of time. So um, if you'll flow, or I'll close this out after that, it'd be great. Lord, we just, uh, we pray for our kids, pray for the youth in our valley, Lord. They um, 
as they search for who they are, yeah. as they've tried to find their calling in you and understand who they are as individuals, um, Lord, they're being attacked with, yeah. with unsureness, yeah. scared and uh, wandering around and wondering, and, and their lives have been turned upside down. Yeah. Lord, by having no school and, and mountains closed, and man, what a crazy time to to just wonder um, where the world's going and ultimately how they fit in it. And as they struggle through that, Lord, we just pray for you to show up. We pray for um, different men and women who are in um, coaches and, and leaders in their lives to step in, Lord to share truth. Lord, we pray for open doors that we can communicate your truth with them uh, in unique ways, in ways that they understand. Lord, we just pray that you give them peace, peace that we can't explain and peace that we can't uh, totally understand. But when we see it, we know it. And so, Lord, we just pray for safety. We pray that you keep them um, available, that you open their hearts, and Lord, that ultimately, um, as we prayed earlier, Lord, that your mighty works can be seen in what you're doing, and Lord, we pray specifically for uh, these works to be done in the lives of our high school, middle school, and elementary school friends, Lord. Thank you for the gift that they are, the energy they bring, the challenge they bring to us um, to continue to grow as individuals. Uh, Lord, thank you. We pray this in your yeah. name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. That's awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in um, in this new format, this online church. Use this chance to rally family, rally friends um, together uh, on Sundays. We'll be back 8.30, 10.30 next Sunday. This uh, uh, will be archived on online. If you missed it, we're able to tune in online. It'll be available. You can pass this on to encourage others. But boy, let's really spend some time in prayer and use this time as opportunity, right, to just really encourage each other and speak into each other's lives and be available for our community to love and serve our community right during this time. God bless you. May God's grace, his peace, and the joy of Jesus be upon you. Um, Until next time. Thank you for listening to this message. To hear other messages or learn more about Crossroads Church, visit our website at ccaspen.com.